From the depths of nowhere, two guys sitting around talking about bullshit. It is sports and spirits with Nathan and Max. Good luck. I have to look it up. As long as you keep that phone away this time. Yeah. It's fucking up every damn record we do. Hey. Kind of new at this. <laughs> um, so, uh, I finished, uh, I finished uh, Jimmy Johnson's book that came out. Okay. Uh, it's called Swagger. Yes. And it's about his uh, coaching career. And uh, Where did he coach? I don't know. I think the Cowboys. Oh. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he, he coached at Oklahoma State, and then he went to the Miami Hurricanes, won a national championship with Michael Irvin and uh, um, Ray Lewis. No, not Ray Lewis. Ed Reed. Ray Lewis. Um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the on the, on the the linebacker. But yeah. Anyways, uh, but, uh, no, they had they, – they, they were a very aggressive college team. And the book, name of the book, Swagger, and that's the whole. That's where the whole concept came from. The whole team had swagger. Oh, the whole team was just you know in your face, but it was a controlled. It was a controlled discipline with him. You know, yeah. it, it, you know, you couldn't as long as you could back it up, great. But you couldn't be one of these guys. Couldn't be a uh, a troll. juju and go out there and just start running your mouth about winning a Super Bowl, dancing on the logo and shit. Yeah, so. And so he brings that attitude to the Cowboys, and he talks, you know, he was here five years with the Cowboys, and he talks about, you know, and I remember when when Jerry Jones bought the Cowboys from, uh, uh, you know, from Clint Murchison, and, uh, you know, and uh, Tex Schramm was the general manager, Tom Landry was head coach, and, uh, I mean, you know, the Cowboys had – you know, they had two back-to-back terrible seasons. I mean, it, it was over. And, you know, Jerry Jones comes in here, and everybody at the time, Jimmy Johnson, coming from college, everybody said that raw, raw mentality just won't work yeah. in the pros. Yeah. And, you know, in the first year, they they come out, and they go 1-15. Uh, but they trade Herschel Walker, who yeah. was the only asset they had at the time, and they get – I don't know. It's it's considered the biggest trade in in, in football history. Yeah. That they, they got something like 17, 18 players out of the deal all said and done. And trading the best, arguably the best running back at the time to Minnesota. And, you know, and then, of course, it plays out. They wind up winning the Super Bowl. They win another one. And I thought it was interesting. Uh, Jimmy Johnson talked about in the book that, you know, after the second Super Bowl, that's when him and Jerry had their disagreement, whatever. Yeah. The egos yeah. took over, and they parted ways. But with this, with the book, he talks about really how he didn't think he could do it another year because of what he physically, the, the demand he put on himself and the demand he was putting on the players and the personality he had adopted during that second year Going back to back, he he didn't like himself. He 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 just felt like it was the the pursuit of what he was trying to go after just killed everything. And through all of his coaching career, you know he got he he lost 
wife in a divorce, both of his sons, really he, he, he was he wasn't around as a father. He was always coaching. So he never yeah. got to see his kids play in, in uh high school or college or anything like that. Now both of his kids, one's very was very successful. They had a good professional career. Another one fell on hard times and uh went, you know, had drug and, and drug drug and alcohol abuse and was yeah. homeless at one time. Now has since recovered and now has one of these programs where you know they help clean people up and stuff. And I think they've got like a, uh, 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 an office in Florida and I think one in Austin or something like that. He's doing great, but you know he just talks about how. And then he was he was gone from coaching. He went to Fox for about four years, and then he thought he wanted to get back into coaching. He wound up going to the Dolphins and catching on to Dan Marino the last couple of years of his career until he blew out his Achilles heel and that basically ended Dan Marino's career. Uh but he still he he realized he didn't have the same drive. Yeah. He didn't have he, he just couldn't be that guy again. And he, he you know after four years he got out and got back into just announcing and, and uh, you know various things like consulting and stuff and, and Lo and behold, he's he's done whatever. But yeah, you know, and I know a lot of people. They you know they they said, well, we probably run, you know, they probably run a good thing between him, Jerry Jones, and, and Jimmy Johnson with their egos not getting along. But I really think, I really think, and I think you see this with people like Bill Parcells. I think Bill Walsh went through this of the 49ers as well. Uh, that I think you get it in your mind of where you're building a team, and then you get them to that pinnacle. But then I think you also you get to a point where I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, and I, I think that that, that where you just, get to the top and you don't know where to go. Yeah, it, I think that 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 toll just it, it takes such a toll on you, and I think that's why you see so many coaches get out for a while and have to come back. You know, if some of them come back, but yeah. uh, you know, it, it's there is definitely a pattern. I do think there's something to that. Because there's too many good coaches that have gotten out of the sport after they finally did win a championship, and then they and then they either don't come back or they might come back later on. Um, but it's an interesting book, and you know, and, and what he went through. Uh, you know, he talks about you know how he drafted players, uh, you know what he wanted in players and through the draft. He he believed in building in the draft, uh, and then he but he did also kind of from a standpoint of you know, he, he was, you know, they didn't get after the big free agents, but they did have solid guys come in as free agents. So they kind of, kind of like the way Dallas is building today. Yeah. You know, uh, and, uh, you know, and Parcells kind of followed that pattern. You know, built through the draft. They weren't high on big free agents coming in and stuff like that. But either way, I thought it was an interesting book. So those of you out there want to read it, you know, it's Jimmy Johnson Swagger. It's worth reading if you're a sports fan. Uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, that, 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 I thought that was interesting. So, uh, what do you got there, Tristan? All right. So, with the 2023 free agency starting, uh, I thought we might go over Cowboys free agents that we think uh, we should either keep or send them on their merry way. All right. Cut them off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in all honesty, I was wanting to let Pollard go, too. All right. Pollard and Zeke, I want them both out. Well, let's go with linebacker Anthony Barr. Eh, yeah, let him go. Let him go? Not even a one-year bring him back? I, I wasn't impressed.
impressed with him at all last year. I mean, the only time I ever noticed he was in the game was when he was getting a penalty, you know, or doing something doing something stupid on the field. That seemed to be the only time I really noticed him. That was the impact he was making was penalties and setting us back. Uh, if I remember right, wasn't there a Trayvon Diggs interception this year that got called back because he had a roughing the passer or something to that effect? Mm. Uh, I don't know. There was. I don't remember. Um, well, I think that's something we're seeing with linebackers anyways. Uh, unless you're a pass rushing linebacker, mm-hmm. I think these guys are just becoming so expendable. Um, Maybe wide receivers are just becoming so good that these guys just can't cover them. You'll also notice the regression in linebackers. Like, they're not the longevity. Um, They don't last as long. Y'all notice that? Yeah. A lot of injuries on a Mm -hmm. lot of linebackers. Yeah. Um, I mean, heck, look at Parsons. I mean, probably best linebacker in the league. And, heck, he was dealing with injuries all year long. Never kept him out of the game, but he had nagging problems all year. Granted, it was probably from putting the defense on his back and carrying it around all day. But – you know, he had knee issues. Uh, they were taking – offensive linemen were taking cheap shots on him and hitting him in the knee and yeah. things like that. And it's like, that's going to happen when you're yeah, causing and it, that it may much. take its toll. Yeah. It's going to take its toll eventually. But, like, Kendrick's got released. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're seeing I, – like I, I, like I said, I think with what's happening in the NFL today, I think there's just certain positions that are becoming more and more expendable. Yeah. And Dallas has a couple of – a couple of guys on the roster. The Clark kid that I think he blew an ACL out his rookie or either in college or something like that they drafted. And and he actually wound up playing last year some. But you could yep. tell. And he played like he pretty good. Huh? He played pretty good, didn't yeah, he? I thought he played all right. But uh, And then you got the, uh, the kid from LSU that uh, for some reason can't seem to get on the field. But. He's a, he's actually a middle linebacker. Whether Dallas is just going to move on from Leighton Van Der Esch or not, uh, but Anthony Barr, I would only be entertained that if it was like just something, you know, whatever his minimum minimum veteran salary would be. And it's probably a million dollars, but that that's nothing in today's league. Yeah. But like I, I said before, Dallas can definitely upgrade that position in free agency if they choose to, or if they think one of these other guys can come in and fill a role and they can draft some more guys. Uh, you know, Cox, that's the other linebacker I'm thinking of, Jabril Cox. Yep. And he seems like he's, for some reason, struggling getting on the field. But I know he's had a few nagging injuries that's held him back. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't – you know, to me, it, I didn't see enough in him, uh, Barr, to, to, to make any big splash or anything like that that says, oh, we, no. we got something with this guy. Yeah, no. It, I would say just let him go. You know, I mean, it, unless, like you said, it's something cheap, a like veteran million dollar contract. <clears throat> yeah, middle veteran. We kind of run through linebackers with the Cowboys. It seems like seems like people always are getting hurt. As yeah, well, you, you, yeah, linebacker is one of those positions. It's kind of like offensive line. You you yeah. probably can't have enough of them, mm-hmm. but you don't want to have to break the bank for them because, yeah. you know, Micah Parsons because he's the playmaker, and Dallas seventy percent of the time. Plays with just two linebackers because they're in nickel coverage, yeah. or they're well, in they with, have, yeah. with with three yeah. safeties instead of a nickel coverage. You know they're not playing with three linebackers traditionally anymore, and a lot of teams are going to that. You know they're going to a four-two-five yeah. 
uh, defense. And I, I think it's just – I think you, you're you better off playing linebacker by committee to a certain point. Van Der Esch did a serviceable job here. You know, I had no qualms about that, unfortunately. His injuries and his health, I think, is, is always going to be a question mark. Uh, but – no, I didn't see anything with any of these other guys, but it, it's one of these things where it's like the next man up mentality that you don't see, you don't notice a huge drop off. Now, when Sean Lee was the middle linebacker yeah. here, you, you noticed that drop off because there was never anybody behind him that could play mm-hmm. play against the run. But I think Dallas has done a good job of plugging guys behind. Uh, I don't think there's anybody of the caliber of Vander Esch. But I think you can go out and find a better player than Van Der Esch, too. So that, that's where I stand on that. Well, the next player on my list is actually Van Der Esch. He is also a free agent. Yeah. Uh, keep him? Or no, send him I on think you move on from him. I think you can find, for the money you're going to spend, it's probably going to be 12 to $15 million. I think you can find, uh, with these other guys, the, the kid from Tennessee and uh, the, 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 the kid from – uh, Jermaine Edmonds from uh, Buffalo. I think either one of those two could come in here, you know, or if you want to go big and, and get Wagner or you want to go get Hendricks or whatever, and I don't think you have to do that. I really don't. I don't think Dallas has to spend I would, that. I mean, I wouldn't money. be mad at getting Hendricks, but yeah, kind of like with Wagner, we had already talked about this on one of the other episodes that yeah. there's a reason they're letting him go. Yeah. If, he's a, if he was this big playmaker still like he used to be, then they'd keep him. Well, I think it's kind of like one of these deals, unless you're the Zach Martin effect. Yeah. Unless you're head and butt, shoulders above the rest as yeah. a guard, then I, I can see painting. Mm-hmm. But guards are guards in this league. You yeah. know, there's a reason why you don't really see guards get drafted in the first round as much. You yeah. know, uh, matter of fact, more teams are drafting tackles in the first round and pushing them to guard. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then that they just slide over. That way, if once, anything ever happens, yeah, just we just slide over. over. Kind of the same thing they did with uh, Tyler Smith this yeah. year. Yeah, and, yeah they uh, drafted him, wanting to use him as a guard. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and but obviously, yeah, and he uh, excelled know, as a, as the left tackle. Yeah, and, and then Tyron Smith gets hurt like he's had. Yeah, and and then obviously that that forced. Well, hand. I mean, that just kind of becomes part of the Dallas Cowboys season. Well, you yeah. Know, when is Smith getting hurt? And how long is he going to be? Yeah, there? right. You and know? you know, when we talk about that, I think Dallas just moves on from him. They have to, um, they have to do something. But yeah, I, I just don't see the traditional linebacker, the run stopping linebacker, uh, that you know the the gap gap control linebackers that are playing in the league, the the true middle line. You, you can't name five of them, mm-hmm. and that just shows they're they're not star quality. And if there was one. So be it, then then I could see paying for them. But I think these guys are going to be dime a dozen. There's not enough. The game has changed too much that they can't make that much of a difference, other than the fact that if they can just play or not play. Yeah. But I don't know if you're going to stand out head and shoulders above the rest. Mm-hmm. All right. Next person I got is cornerback Anthony Brown. I know last season he was – he got burnt a lot of times, uh, and then he went down with that injury. Uh, yeah, he tore his ACL, and uh, Anthony Brown is a solid, you know, as a number two, you can't do any worse. He would be a great number two on any team. He was kind of pushed over to the number one because he had more experience than Diggs. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they went on, they moved away from a Wouzier, and uh, 
Anthony Brown, because he was actually a, he, you know, he played all the positions here. Yep. He was nickel at one That's time. his best attribute. Yeah. He can play all. He can play three. all the positions. I wouldn't necessarily get rid of him, but I think Dallas has to covet. You know, I think they had to covet a number one. They got to have that cover corner, and we talked about that. The difference between a cover corner and a cornerback like Diggs. Diggs isn't a cover corner. Diggs is an opportunistic corner. Mm-hmm. What we call a ball hawk. And uh, but if you want if you want to go out and get a covered corner, so be it. So uh, is Anthony Brown going to be a free agent? Yes, he is. Okay, so I, I think he's probably gone. I don't think I bring him back, especially after an ACL tear. Yeah, and somebody uh, will pay. Him. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Well, you and know, end up he'll get a trying. minimum contract somewhere and have to reprove himself. He'll get on the Chiefs and win a Super yeah, Bowl. He'll go to the Chiefs with Zeke hey, and win a Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it happens, but. Uh, you know, it, it, like I said, I just those kind of things. My philosophy is once a player starts getting hurt, it's time to move on. And I think we've already got his replacement. I think Bland is. Well, I think Bland's worth you know putting in the equation. I'd like you know if we go with Bland, Jordan, and and Diggs yeah. as our three. You really need four now. Yeah, you need one's four. going down. Yeah, at least take, yeah. It, it's it's kind of like a pitcher. You can't have enough of them, or a linebacker. You can't have enough of them, but you can draft. I think Joseph is probably and they've done, done pretty good on drafting, but yeah, yeah. Joseph. I think yeah, Joseph's yeah, probably yeah. done, but I think they can easily with with the amount of draft picks they got. They've got ten draft picks this year. I think they can find another corner in the fifth round, uh, one of the three fifth round picks. They can they can find or a fourth rounder or whatever. I think they can pull up, but they're going to have to find that that you know in the second round, first round, they're going to have to find a corner. That can be the playmaker, or if, unless they do it via trade or free agency to plug that hole. Yeah. All right. Next one is a defensive end, uh, Dante Fowler. Now, Fowler, I thought, did an okay job. He, he did, did decent. Good as, as, yeah. as a backup coming in, spelling uh, Parsons mm-hmm. and, and helping with Williams as well, they kind of rotated in in some situations. Now, I wouldn't mind bringing him back at a minimum salary. I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, no, I, out of that whole list so far, that was really the only player that I thought was good. You know, I don't – those other ones are expendable. They're just – they're bodies. You okay. know, they're just people you plug in holes to maintain gotcha. pretty much. That's all, they're, all they are. But I thought he – Fowler actually made a little bit of an impact last year. No, At I least thought, on the I, plays he was I in. I thought for a rotational guy, yeah, I thought he, he played well. And that's yeah. what you want with rotate. He's he, – you know, here's the thing. He's probably going to get a decent contract. Yep. Somebody's probably going to give him a little bit more. And then, you know, at that point, okay, now don't don't spend the money for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, but Let's go draft somebody. Yeah, you can draft somebody. Dallas has got really defensive line. The only thing with defense line is they still need that zero technique defensive tackle, which they've never been able. Yeah, to Yeah, I find. don't understand the whole defensive tackle thing. We just yeah. cannot figure this well, out. Well, you know, I mean, if, if they can find and it. And even they, when one comes know, available on free agency, we don't even pursue them. Yeah. So and, it's and, like, and, well. And, and the thing about it is, those guys are really inexpensive even at free agency. I mm-hmm. mean, if Harvgrove's out there, yeah. you could probably get him for 12. Yeah. You know, but and he's the, 30 years old, but you probably get him a two-year deal. They're ripping his right up the gut on huh? runs. They're ripping us right up the gut on runs. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, you need somebody to plug something. That's the only position, but Fowler was playing defensive end. Yeah. And, you know, and he, and I think he spelled Parsons. He played more in Parsons' role. And then, and I know they got the other kid that didn't get to play. 
that they they drafted. I can't think of his name. I don't even know if he got on the field at all. Sam Williams. No, Sam Williams no, got Sam on the field. I think Sam Williams is yeah, going to compete good. for a starting job this year between him and uh, Armstrong. Yeah, no, I think Williams him and Armstrong good. are going to rotate in, or you know, but they're they're going to be rotational guys. But there, there was another kid Dallas drafted last year that I don't think really got on the field. He might have been hurt. I don't know. But if Fowler wants to come back for a minimum deal, so be it. But he probably won't because he, he, he looked like he was an upgrade in that rotation. But, yeah, I, I would be fine for a minimum deal, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't overpay for him. Yeah. How about defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins? Hankins uh, – He's a good run stopper. I don't think he quite fit the role of, I mean, you could definitely tell he had some impact there. Uh, him and Osa, O.C. Simadua. Or, <laughs> however the hell you say However you say I think, I think he's, I actually think he's the best tackle on the team. Uh, but he's a more of a pass rushing tackle. Um, but I think Hankins, he might be. I don't know if he's kind of getting a little long in the tooth. He's he's kind of bounced around. I think this is the fourth or fifth team, you know. And unfortunately, the Redskins franchise tag Deron Payne. That's who ideally Dallas would need. The who? Deron Payne. The Redskins. Oh, wait. Commanders. Oh, they play in the XFL, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, yeah. I just uh, yeah. What's funny is. Payne, they were linking the Cowboys with him, and I'm thinking yeah. the whole time, I'm like, they are not going to go after him. They don't go after anybody in big. No, I mean, yeah, you'd you have know, to pay him $20 million yeah. a year. Well, so there's a concept that goes with free agency, and it never hurts your, your ability to get a contract by throwing the Cowboys in the mix. No. It never hurts it. No, and I, it's, that's why yeah, every free big free agent, agent yeah. is going it, to the Cowboys. Yeah, it's funny how, yeah, because. You know, living here in Dallas, we everybody's coming to the Cowboys. Yeah. And while we're them watching them year yeah. to year, and we're like, we yeah. don't sign anybody. Yeah, what are you we well, about? you know, that's the philosophy they've taken, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean, they've been competitive since Will McClay's come in here, since Stephen Jones taken over a lot more, and it, it's at least they've been competitive. That we've gotten out of this cycle, you know, twelve win season. Eight win season, twelve win season, eight win season, seven and nine, mm-hmm. thirteen win season, and at least now we're starting to see. Okay, now we're winning starting to season, put back ten, season. a ten, or what was it, a nine and seven? Now twelve and five, two years back to back, and growing. Yep. You know, and and yet they did let players go last year that everybody thought they were going to take take a step back, and they were just as good, yep. might have been even better until some things got exposed. Yeah, and your starting quarterback went down. Yeah, and you still made. It yeah, the and you and you recovered. Yeah, you recovered from it because you had a plan in place. Yep. Uh, now the next guy is the one that stepped in for your quarterback, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Well, he's is, he's going to get a contract somewhere. Yeah, he's going to probably get a fifteen to twenty million dollar deal somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's going to take a shot on him, and you're not paying a backup that kind of money. No, I just go Dallas ahead and draft somebody. Dallas has to draft somebody. They going for Max Duggan out of TCU. Huh? Max Duggan out of TCU. That's who um, I'd go I with. If he slips that far, like the fourth, I, third round. I, I don't know if he'll go that high. Yeah. I think he's probably a sixth or seventh round. Mm. I think he's definitely a guy that needs some development. I wasn't really impressed with what I saw of him, but 
He's going to get drafted. You know, you know, give give him a shot. Like I said, the guy I'm 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 on is is Herndon. I, I think Herndon oh, Hooker. falls. Yeah, if he falls, I think Dallas jumps all over that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he will fall. I yep. mean, it, it with with the, the the way the league is right now with quarterbacks, you know. Um, but you know, I'm not I'm not in the, the kid out of uh, what is it, Stanford. Uh, there's another quarterback out of Stanford that looks pretty solid. I can't think of his name. He looks like he might have something. But Dallas definitely needs to draft a quarterback. Uh, and I'd rather draft one than to go get a retread yeah. back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, I mean, you I never want know. somebody with some upsize. You never know. You might hit. I mean, right. Dallas has well, been known to hit on these late drafted quarterbacks. So. Well, they, they, you know, the white kid they drafted that, that backed up in Jets. Mm-hmm. Mike and, White. Uh, yeah, Mike White and Ben DiNucci, which, you know, he was a seventh round pick, but. He's doing pretty good in the XFL. Yeah, he's doing all right, but he, you know, he's clearly wasn't ready for the NFL. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was kind of thrown to the wolves, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I was thinking there was another kid they had drafted there, um, but I do think Dallas needs to kind of not just draft seventh round picks; they need to draft somewhere, somewhere in the fourth in the or fifth round, maybe get a step ahead of the next, you know. And you know, Prescott was a fourth round pick, yeah. and uh, so. I think it's definitely one of these things that you got to start looking this way. And I think a lot of teams are going to start looking at the backup yep. position quarterback as an opportunity. If anything, I mean, quarterbacks go down. Yeah. I mean, like clockwork, yeah. it seems like now. Yeah. I mean, they're getting hurt all the yeah, time. They're getting that, hurt. There's more roles in place to protect them, and they're getting hurt more at some unprecedented rate. Well, they're taking more risk because they don't think they're going to get hurt. They're coming out of the pocket and yeah. they're getting lit up. They know they're those exposing, roles are there. Yeah. They're exposing themselves more. But, the history of the league has always been that way. You can't win without two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's very seldom can you go all the way through a season without a quarterback getting hurt. Yeah. And the and the teams that typically get to the playoffs are the ones that don't have quarterback problems. Yeah. Now we saw we didn't see you know San Francisco obviously is the uh, that, outlier, that's an outlier of that. That's and yeah, and it's happened with Philadelphia happen. a couple yeah. of years ago. But they had a backup plan, yeah. and that's my point: is they had. They were willing, even though they had Garofalo. And they were and, paying him a ton of money. Yeah, and they still went out and drafted Purdy. Yeah. And, you know, whether they knew what they had with and him. And they had what. Trey Lance. Yeah, and they yep. had Trey Lance as a yep. starter, and he goes down in week two. And then Garofalo turns, goes down in the middle of the season. They almost made yeah. it all the way yeah. with four right. quarterbacks going down. So, And I think a lot of teams are going to, you know, and the league is talking about this now, that uh, – that they're talking about making an exception that you can carry instead of the the forty seven man roster that you get one exemption as a emergency quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, and you can carry three quarterbacks because most teams only carry two quarterbacks. Right, and they, that was an old thing they used to do, and it was considered a reserve. The only problem is if you played your reserve, you couldn't play your your first or your backup. But you know, and that that might be still something they go back and entertain. But I do think. I do think each team needs to have guys that can come in instead of once we get past our backup, we're pulling guys off the street. Now we got to see what these guys are. And I just think you've got to have three solid guys or three guys capable of coming in and being able to play. I don't think you can do it with just two guys anymore. Uh, But you definitely got to have a backup. And I think, like I said, you know, Heaven forbid if the 49ers had a fourth quarterback, they might have won it. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, they, you know they were uh, they were two plays away from putting a kicker in at quarterback. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean they had what's uh, the uh, the the running back McCaffrey uh, McCaffrey playing quarterback. Did they? Yeah, yeah, in the in the championship game, you know, and that's all they had. They had nothing else, you know. I mean they had their backup quarterback, the kid that's bounced around the league for forever, and he just couldn't get anything to go. Then he gets hurt. Uh, uh, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Next person is running back Tony Pollard. Well, he can't go anywhere. He's franchise tag. Yeah, Cowboys oh. franchise. And, you know, uh, we talk about this, whether he stays or goes. Really I, I'm not, I don't have a problem with Dallas doing this. Let's see if he still got something. Yeah. Uh, you know, there again, my philosophy is I want to go into the draft without having glaring holes. And Pollard helps that. And I think, you know, obviously they're going to do that. I still think Dallas moves on from Zeke. Get you know, move on from trading, releasing whatever you can do, free up the money. I don't think you can trade him to anybody. Uh, well, probably not. Nobody's going to take the seventeen yeah. million dollar hit, but I, I think you go on from him. The third running back is Davis. I think you know he looked like he could easily be a second, but most of these teams in the Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles, both showed they all had running back by committee. They didn't have just one running back. They had three and four guys that yep. came in and played in, uh, you know, special situations or whatever, you know, certain times of the game, and and all of them seemed like it was like, man, they were all hitting home runs with these guys. Wasn't Kansas City's running back like a seventh round pick or something? Like one that? of them was, but yeah. they had, they had the other kid. Uh, well, they're actually starting running back is it was. Uh, from LSU, uh, what's his name? He got hurt early in the season. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they had the, the the other the kid that was a seven-round draft pick, and then they had two other guys that came in. That, isn't it something, Hilaire? Yeah, Hilaire, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he got hurt again, and, he, and that's been his problem. He can't yeah. stay healthy. So, I, I, I assume, you know, uh, Chiefs are going to move on from him. Probably. So, yeah, I, I think Dallas I needs mean, to draft a running back. You know, well, if I'm, ho- this, I'm hoping if know. this Bijan falls, great. Chabonet from UCLA, A Chain from Texas A and M. I think any of those guys can come in and and play that backup role, and you know, and be fine. Yeah. You yeah. know, now I think if they get the Robinson, I think he's a he's a starter. Yeah, I don't think no. he's a backup. Yeah. So Pollard gets franchise tagged. We draft that kid, and he's a backup again. Well, I, I think you split them. I think you can split them. Yeah, him. you would have to. But, I mean, if that kid's coming in and just rocking and rolling. He's looking like Zeke from 2016. You know, you're going to have to do Pollard something. Pollard is just – I mean, he's a good running back. The problem is, even last year, he had issues doing full games. Yeah, you and don't he know. Took him, he took himself out of one of the games because he was yeah. tired. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well. Well, I, I – so doesn't backs, get that many touches. He's able to play the whole game. That's kind of been the knock on him as far as – the physicality, could he hold up to the the grind of, mm-hmm. you know, of, of being an every down back? And I don't think – I just don't think you need to have that anymore. I think you have three guys that that are playing running back at any given time to where you're not wearing down just one guy. I just don't think you need to do that. I mean, the game is too physical, too physical as it is, and, you know, these running backs are gone by the time they're 30 years old. Uh, so I really think Dallas could easily, if they draft one of these other guys, there's, there's plenty of times 
for all three of them to get playing time. Oh, yeah. What about safety, Donovan Wilson? I say keep him. I like him. I mean, like I said on the other podcast, was seems like every time something was going on on the defense, Wilson was there. You know, it seemed like he was constantly making plays. He was always around the ball. And he would come up and knock dudes out. And that, me, that's what I want as a safety. I want a hard-hitting, you know, make you scared to come across the middle of the field. I mean, as much as you can. You can't really do anything anymore. I mean, you can't be a Roy Williams type to just obliterate people that come across the middle. But you can still come up and put the hit on a running back or something like that and make them think twice before coming, you know, through that gap. Through that gap. And yeah, I mean I would I'd keep him. I mean that's well, that's the one player the one player in all of the free agency that the Cowboys have that I wanted them to re sign to keep. Well, I think if you can get him for a reasonable I, I wouldn't break the bank for him. Uh I think uh he he's He's definitely, you know, if that if they can work it in, he definitely come back here and they'll be fine. Um, yeah. But I do, I do see a couple of other safeties. I'd rather see Dallas upgrade to, and, and the one I like is the Gardner kid from from Philadelphia. I think, yeah, I think that kid there would be a playmaker, not just a player. I mean, if you upgrade, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you don't, I would say you have to. Yeah. No, I, I would say yeah. If 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 you can't get one of the four or five that are ahead of them, both of both of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals safeties are gone are, are out there, and there there's several others. He's 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 like fifth or sixth down. Uh, you know he he's solid. I don't get me wrong, he's mm-hmm. solid. And if that's the worst you can do, hey, that's fine. Uh, plug him back in there, and I think you can probably get him for, you know, uh, eight nine million or yeah. something like that. Now Garner uh, is probably going to take. He's probably going to get you about twelve to fifteen. I don't know. Uh, safeties tend to it, – it's kind of funny what safeties get now. Yeah, but you never see the Cowboys spending that money on safeties. No, it's part of their philosophy. Yeah. They want to spend money yeah, in I other think, places. But I think the last safety that got big money was Roy Williams, wasn't it? Uh, it might have been. I, I mean, mean, it's been a long you know, But time. they've done a good job with – you know, They plug and play. You know, they, they brought, brought in both Curse and Hooker. That came from other. Which teams. Hooker Hooker played good. I thought yeah, he just got you know, hurt. Uh, and and Wilson he came. You know, none of these guys are are were rookies yeah. for the Cowboys. Dallas Dallas went through that where they drafted a couple, tried to develop. Both of them went off and signed free agent contracts. They didn't resign them, but the problem was they weren't playmakers. Yeah. It's kind of like the Byron Jones effect. He comes here and he they convert him from a safety to a corner, and he plays here. I don't think he ever missed a start here. He's five solid years, but he didn't do anything. He never intercepted the ball or anything. He was he was always there, and he was a good corner, yeah. but he was not a playmaker. No. And, and and I'm sorry, I think that's the problem. You, if you're going to play pay somebody, you got to yes. pay playmakers. Yep. You know those are the ones you're paying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with Wilson coming back here if if that's where it's at. Uh, like, yeah, I don't I don't anticipate Dallas going after a big time safety, but it, it to me. This Gardner kid's only 25, and he's gotten better and better. Six interceptions last year in a good scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really think it, it's better than what we've heard in the past. And, you know, Dan Quinn likes the the, the big safeties. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah. I think he fits He likes big safeties and big yeah. uh, 
DBs. And, and play and playmakers at that. Yeah. So and, and that's and, a Dan Quinn defense. Yeah. Ball hawk. Yeah, and I and I think Gardner would be great here. Uh, I just don't I mean that's I just that's kind of our defense's MO. That's that's the yeah. issue. I mean that, that you know, and it, it, if they don't, it doesn't break my heart. But at some point, I'd like to see Dallas kind of change some of these things because there were times last year that even though Dan Quinn has got this defense playing at a good level, they're still susceptible to the run and they're still yeah. susceptible to the deep pass in the middle. Yeah, you know. So I mean, they they you know, in tight end is a position you have to cover now. You yeah, can't rely on no doubt about it now. And and, and I think Gardner would. Evenly, hands down, fix that problem real quick for you, and it, it, you can scheme because he can cover slots. Yeah, because and, and, and going deep down the middle—that's a safety issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. All absolutely. right. How about tackle Terrence Steele? Oh, you bring Steele oh, back, yeah, so he's him. a restricted yeah. free agent, and so Dallas put a second-round tender offer on him. Mm-hmm. Somebody We're signs a little him over four million. So somebody would have to give them a second-round draft pick, and I don't think anybody's going to do that. Uh, and if they do, then Dallas takes that second-round pick and buy, gets another tackle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, All right. How about tight end Dalton Schultz? I think I know Nate's um, yeah. <laughs> Let him go. answer. Yeah. I um, mean, I think we have his replacement. He's not worth the money that he's going to command. We've already franchise tagged him once. We're looking at a tight end in the first round. It's like there's tight ends, and apparently this this draft class has a bunch of good tight ends. Yeah, the top five. So let him go. Yeah, the top five are definitely, and I think three of them are going to fall to the second, third. I don't yeah. think I don't think more than three will get drafted in the first. Uh, but the tight end position is a position that has to be reckoned with. Yeah, it's um, definitely it is now it is now just as just as prevalent as wide receiver one. Yeah, like you have to have a good tight end. Yeah, the game has changed to where the tight end is becoming just as important as as your wide receiver, or he's a playmaker. Yeah, and Schultz was solid here, but he still couldn't stretch a defense. And Dallas has had this problem, and Witten couldn't stretch a defense. Witten would go 10 yards out and turn around. Yeah, that's all he I mean, did. Dallas is, has, hasn't really found that guy that can stretch the defense. But there are, you know, the, the teams that I see that get back or get that, that get to that next level, all of them have a tight end that can stretch a defense. Um, and I've, I know the, the, the kid that got drafted a couple of years ago for the Falcons that everybody yeah. lost. Pitts. 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 Now he hasn't quite hasn't lived made, up to what yeah, they said, yeah. but he's still and, in. You know, and even the kid that the Giants drafted several years ago, and he's bounced around the league. You know, he never lived up to it. But was that Evan Ingram? Yeah, Evan Ingram. Yeah, yeah. And he's I playing he, pretty he good. Got hurt a lot. He's he's uh doing pretty good on the Jaguars. Yeah, this and past so, season at least. But you know, I think Dallas needs to start looking for that guy yeah. to where we're starting to see Goddard and. and Travis Kelsey and uh, 49ers. George Kittle. George Kittle. Those yeah. guys are starting to actually have an attitude for their oh, teams. Yeah. And they're starting to – Ertz, I wouldn't mind if, – if, if Arizona wants to get trade Hurts, Hurts, I wouldn't mind having yep. him here. Uh, I mean, I, I think there's seven or eight of them out there real easily Dallas could plug in, and you would have a whole different look oh, yeah. of, of what you have to and do. And Dak already – Connects you know, to his tight ends pretty 
pretty often. Well, so. I just that relief valve concept. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's so old school, and too many teams are now just saying, okay, we'll just put a linebacker on him then. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, it's a mismatch, but it's not going anywhere. It's yeah. not. There's no breakaways. There's none of that. So, no, I, I'm I'm fine letting Schultz. I think Ferguson. Actually, I think Ferguson's a little bit better. Yeah, I think Ferguson's I got something, but I don't know if Ferguson can stretch the defense like I want. But I think he can. He can play Schultz's role, yeah. and you're not missing anything. But I want a different dynamic with the tight end. Yeah, which gotcha. granted seems like that's kind of how the whole position's turning into, where players are starting to come out of college playing like how Kelsey is. Like you said, they're putting an attitude on their team. Yeah, you it's, know, they're it's bringing the catalyst of the team. Used to, the tight ends like the afterthought. Yeah. You know, they're just there to block and catch little short passes. Now these dudes are like the face of the franchise. Yeah, it's they're the catalyst, and they create the biggest mismatch. Yep. I mean, you can't just put a linebacker or a strong safety on them anymore. Mm-hmm. You're literally having to put a corner on I mean, in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Prime example. Yeah. Kansas City and, needed to go score. They went straight four plays to Kelsey and scored a touchdown. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Kelsey's arguably the best. I would it, say. I, you know, but like I said, I think that's Kelsey, I, I think Kittle. that's the next move you're going to start seeing teams do. And, you know, George Kittle, I, I think I think he would be ideal for Dallas. But you know, San Francisco's not going to let him go. No. But that—that's what I want. That dirty, old Mark Bavaro type guy that just got in your face and whatever. And you know, we saw it with Gronk. We saw it with with these guys that could just stretch a defense. They—they they gave such a dynamic to mm-hmm. the game that it didn't matter what coverage you were covering in. They were going to beat it. Yeah, they were going to beat it, and it forced it, it put so much pressure on the outside that now now your wide receivers are getting one on one deep. Yep. And, and and it's just you know it shrinks that middle the the cover two where that where where the uh, middle linebacker has to play further up and then all of a sudden it opens up underneath so much more it opens up the run it opens up everything else yeah I think so, Kelsey showed that he was far more important than Tyreek Hill was I've said that I've said that from the get go yep. I mean once Mahomes figured out what he was yeah. Uh, I said that. I said they could get rid of Tyreek. When they when they got rid of Tyreek Hill, I said they'll be fine from that standpoint because the catalyst on that team yep. is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And, you know, and there again, Goddard uh, in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, he came in as a backup to behind Ertz. They moved on from Ertz. Yep. And Goddard came in and, and made and did just the same thing. So, yep. like I said, it, it, it opens up so much more. All right, last one I got for y'all. Ty Hilton. Or T.Y. Hilton, not Ty Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. I'd keep him. T.Y. Hilton's got a good pedigree. He came off that ACL injury. I would definitely entertain bringing him back as your number four. Yeah. Uh, you know, my four-string receiver can stretch the whole defense. Yeah, he might, he might be actually a number two, but I didn't see that much out of him last yeah, year. Yeah, it really was all just – Drag routes. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was, you know, they just kept running him down, stretching the defense with him. But And his biggest play was that one catch, that yeah. crazy catch that he caught. On third and 20-something. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I would, I, I don't have a problem with him. You know, you got another year behind him. But, uh, you know, like I said, Dallas, the biggest thing they got to do is shore up that number two. Because if not, now you're relying on two guys coming off of injuries playing the second and the third role for you. 
And I think that's what got Dallas in trouble to begin with. Hmm. So, who else do we got? All right. Roger do we, Staubach, do we does get, he get rid resigned? of Dak Prescott? No. Do we get rid I'm of I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We know. He might get a seventh round for him. I mean, hell, there's, there's cowboy, uh, cowboy fans out there probably screaming yes. Yeah, well. We've I mean, had this conversation. But we have, word, we have a name for those kind of fans. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well call yourself Carolina Panthers. There you go. I mean, there's... I mean, go ask the Browns how long they've looked for a quarterback. Yeah. Then they found uh-huh. one and got rid of him. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and, you know, they went through Baker Mayfield, and, you know, now they think they've upgraded with Watson. But, um, but look how many quarterbacks they went through. I know. That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean – Cowboys have been spooled with quarterbacks. Yeah, like they they don't know they don't know the whole Browns era where they were going through all these quarterbacks that you can't even name because they're out of the league. Well, and I, they were nonstop first, second, third pick, first, second, third. One of the one of the three they're going to pick in the beginning. So it's pretty much like all right, the Browns who's who are they making the first round pick, and then what is everybody else going to pick? Well, I've always I've said, you know, this league is a passing league, and without a quarterback, you're dead in the water. Yep. Uh, you're not going to scheme your way to a Super Bowl without a quarterback. It's not going to happen. And like I said, we've had the argument. Oh, the game's, on, game's designed for that. Yeah, we've had the discussion with Lamar Jackson. As talented as he is, but I, unless something changes, I'm not sure you can win a Super Bowl with him. Yep. You know. Anyways, that's going to be an episode for this week. Uh, pretty much dominated by Cowboy Talk, but a lot of people want us to talk about Cowboys free agents, so we, we threw it out there, and that's where we stand on it. And uh, so tune in with us next week, and we've got Christmas talk. <laughs>